What is good, people? Welcome back to another amazing episode here on What's the Word Entertainment as we are officially in the month of December of 2023. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I've got my co-host, partner in crime here, Old Bed. I'm your boy, Sherm. What's good with you, man? Good to see you, as always. How goes this, sir? How goes it? I'm, I'm kind of happy that we got it to December, even though it sucks that the, it seems like the year is just flying by. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to some some real football weather. Yeah, it feels, I mean, 2023 is pretty much over. We are officially in that time of year where people will be spending enormous amounts of money on on mindless things that other people don't even need. <laughs> and doing the least amount of work throughout the course of the year. Oh, dude, no, no one will be working during the holiday seasons. And nah, I remember I worked in it, uh, in the entertainment industry back in the day, working like, uh, like, uh, as like online marketing and things like that and entertainment. Mm. And that whole week of like Christmas, New Year's, like, nah, that's they pretty much junk. That junk just shut down. Like, no one's yeah. working like in the music business, movies, things like that. Nah, right. nothing was happening. So, it's all like, family time, basically. Yeah, nothing, nothing was going down. You know what I mean? People would just out shopping, doing stuff. You know what I mean? Or, I had somebody oh, in a meeting was like, hey, guys, just so you know, this is this was a week ago. He was like, this is the last full week of work that I will be at the company for the rest of 2023. So, oh, snap. you better catch me when you catch me. He said, catch me outside. <laughs> All right, player. All right, playboy. <laughs> he said, I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all in 2024. Deuces. Mm-hmm. That's early. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is the time of year. People are going to be overindulging in Christmas cookies and uh, getting getting crunk off eggnog. <laughs> Yo, eggnog be hitting, though. I'll, I'll drink it. Eggnog. I'll, I'm sorry, I'll... Sherman. We got a car draw the line somewhere. You don't drink I eggnog, son? I can't mess with eggnog, dog. Oh. God, yo, I don't even need alcohol on the eggnog. Dead ass, no, that's I think regular, straight regular. That's fair. I'm, I'm even less interested in the red, just <laughs> straight. I, I was okay without the alcohol. I don't need to drink it straight. Don't you worry, <laughs> dude. You know what's dope too? You ever had coquito? I've heard of this. It's basically, a Puerto Rican eggnog. It has a okay. little twist, a little a couple of different flavors in it. That junk is dope. I mean, I actually make that myself too. Uh, shout out to shout out to my boy uh, Muffin out from New York. He put me on to that junk. Put me on a little nice little recipe for that. But uh, and I mix it up with some St. Lucian rum. Fire, Ooh, okay. fire, son, okay. fire. Key to that is you gotta blend the hell out of it and let that junk sit for like a whole day before you even pour that junk. Hmm, so, interesting, interesting, interesting. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the tricks of the trade. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, let's get into it, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, going to talk our usual NFL discussion. Go highlight a couple games. How make our picks? Going to certainly get into the craziness, which is the college football playoff, and Ooh. that was just a whole lot of a whole lot of uproar, to say the least. <laughs> you know what I mean? But man, other people making some big news. Your boy Andre three thousand. Coming out with uh, his first solo album, you know what, like 16, 17 years, something like that. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure album, it's almost something like that. Yeah, uh, it's about seventeen years, I think. Seventeen years. Yeah, the new new blue sun. I'll admit though, I have not listened to it yet. Have you? Have you checked it out? I have heard a few snippets, and I, um, you can't. This isn't riding music. You can't. You might put your windows up. I mean, this is this will. Mm. I don't if you put it on like late at night, it will put you to sleep. I'm sorry. Mm. But that being said, he did sell 24,000 copies of it. And that is 7,000 or excuse me, a thousand more than Yo Gotti and DJ Drama. You know, he sold 7,000 more than Nas. He sold uh, 6,000 more than Logic. And people have been waiting on Logic. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering here, Sherman, are we are we sleeping on this? 
Are we still I mean, it is Andre 3000, obviously one of the was part of one of the biggest uh, hip hop duos of all time. I like, think you know, one of the probably the best selling duo of all time in hip hop history. I mean, no, we shouldn't sleep on Andre. Andre's nice. He's definitely, you know, he's talented, talented dude. Like I said, I have, like I said, I you can't. Gotta, you got to listen to, it has no lyrics, Sherman. It is all flute music. And I just. Stop it. No, bro. It's not, if you don't, if you're not aware, you need to know now. It is all flute music. This I know was, it's, I know it's only like eight tracks, but they're like yeah. 15 minutes long each. Some nonsense right. like that. Yeah. You just, it's what not. The, what the deuce? This is why he was like, hey, I need you guys to know there's no lyrics on this. Just give me a chance. Ride with me. I'm riding with you. And the worst part is uh, uh, Lupe Fiasco even raps on one of the one of the tracks. I don't know why. He said he was like, I'll, I'll rap on it. It's, it was unnecessary. I appreciate the effort. I do. Well, I just I, don't think mm, it's. Yeah. Mm, it's tough what, sell. That's what he's been doing for the past like, few years. Just playing flute. Just playing like, flute. Ran, random spots. Flute and, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He's, he's always been a little weird and a little out there. The outfits he'd be rocking and junk. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you're doing his own thing, you know. Yeah, but again, I think I think this is actually his first first solo album. Obviously, you know, he has anything since Outcast, you know what I mean? But do I mean Outcast, him and Big Boy were dope, obviously. So many right. hits back in the day. This is like kind of stuff you like when, when we you and I were in college, like this is what played at every party, you know, you went to. You always right. yeah, outcast tracks, you know what I mean? But right. Yeah, the straight flute music. I don't know if I'm gonna rock out with that junk though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that might be something else for another day, or so or somebody for somebody else. But hey, shout out to him. You know, but, hey, trying to make it happen, trying to do something different. I feel right. like all these Change artists are always doing something different. Obviously, you know, Drake dropped a new album a few weeks back. That's and then he went into doing. hiding, yeah, because it was trash. Yeah, <laughs> for all the dogs, you know. But uh, hey, music's not the same. I say this all the time, especially hip hop. If Biggie and Tupac don't get killed back in the nineties, hip hop is not the same what it is right now. Yeah, you, you're right. You yeah. man, you're right. And <laughs> I will I will say that because because of the reverence that we gave to the people who were left in the aftermath, we were forced down probably the worst genre of rap ever with the because because Biggie's dead. The person carrying the torch for him was Diddy, who we know Diddy doesn't rap. Diddy doesn't write his own raps. Mm. Diddy is a businessman trying to sell you something. Fact. He sold you rap so that he could sell you alcohol, so that he could sell you whatever. Clothing, clothing line. Clothing line, you know, to sneakers, to everything, to, to perfume. Yeah, for, for being a businessman, he's one of the best of all time. 100%. Right. He's, he, I, wow, I can't man, argue. it's, you, what he's for, built. If I could milk the death of my friend, I don't know if I could live with myself. That's that's a, that's, that's, that's a different story. That's a different story. I was just saying, but, as far as being you know, a businessman, Diddy is one of the best. He's made the money. He's made the money. He's about to lose it because he mm. doesn't know where his lines are drawn. But ah. I digress. Uh, yeah, he he. It's we were forced to buy into a kind of rap that had nothing to do with lyricism, and while it did have some lyricists associated with it. Uh, I think technicians were lost when we lost uh, uh, Biggie and Tupac. Um, now, thankfully, we had Jay-Z to also fill that void, the kinds of guys like Eminem, uh, the locks, who to some degree we do have to, you know, credit their time on Bad Boy, uh, mm, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony, into individuals who were actively... Lil Wayne out. is still... Wayne, right. But you know, but you, to be fair, but rap today would be a lot different if we hadn't had the shiny suit era i think we we allowed a lot of like that shiny suit i think gave us soldier boy honestly honestly yeah 
Yeah, I do. I mean, even even uh, who else is big pun? That's another one gone too soon too. Right. Yo, right. big pun was fire. Pure lyricism. I, I tell I say this all the time. Big pun is my top five. 100%. And then and then because we don't have big pun, the person who's carrying the torch for him is is telling us to do the rock away and lean mm. back. He's making he's making dance music. And he's also making money. But, but is he? But he was he right. making it's not rap. The same. Right, yeah. Right. He oh, just Hunter was out. always better than Fat Joe, hundred percent. Fat Joe just came on television and was like, "I lied in ninety five percent of my raps." Fat Joe, can you just go sit somewhere, please? Can you just, <laughs> like, nobody, sir, sir, go, go, sit off, down. go sit down. Nobody go believed down. that you were a gangster. If you ever th- thought you said some gangster stuff on a record, trust me, nobody ever believed that you Dude were out here licking sneaker bottoms. Like we saw you nice. at the Nickelodeon Choice Awards. We've seen you in the big suits, in the big denim suits. Okay, so don't act like we. Nobody was afraid you, of that. He, wasn't, Joe, in the, he okay? wasn't in the trap at the Source Awards. Stop it. He wasn't even the dude <laughs> rapping on the in the music video and the the big pun joint. He was just like the sidekick guy. So don't you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> what did it? Oh my god! All right, all right. We could go on about this all day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, let's get into now. We're done with the entertainment part of sports. What entertainment? Let's get into the sports news. Uh, before let's go to the NCAA. Obed. Obviously, we have our we had our conference championship games uh, last week. We had the Pac-12 championship. Washington beating Oregon for the second time this year. We had the SEC championship. Alabama. Bama getting that win over Georgia, taking their crown back. We got Florida State uh, upending Louisville, which everyone pretty much expected that to happen. Uh, we had Michigan, of course, controlling Iowa, which that wasn't even that, that, was, that was even a point to that game. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then Texas, of course, winning the Big Twelve over Oklahoma State. Out of all of these five, obviously the you had the power five conferences, as we all know. Right. And the problem about, we'll talk about the, the, the CFP here in a second, because you only have four spots. Out of these out of these conference championship games, what stood out to you the most uh, looking at them? To me, it was Alabama, obviously Georgia. I mean, the SEC title game is always a, it's always an epic matchup. It's, and I would say, what, 99% of the time, you're going to have Georgia versus Alabama. You know, years back, you had Florida in it. Obviously, Florida was right. king. But, you know, for the past few seasons, the past, like, six, seven, eight years, it's, it's Georgia-Alabama. Georgia-Alabama. That's pretty much it. Right. And Georgia, what as we know, won the past two years. This is their – they had a 29-game win streak going. Yeah. You know, yeah. back-to-back national titles. Alabama finally got their got, uh, got them again. Um, for a long time, Georgia could not beat Alabama at all. Right. And, you know what I mean? They did it a couple of years ago, then last year again. But uh, to me, it was this one um, – really and kind of i thought the oregon game was really good bo nicks i think played really well in that one i think he played uh, fantastic in that game yeah i do yeah but uh michael Penix jr did win his thing again and now he's a heisman candidate you know i think bo nicks is actually a heisman candidate himself too which is crazy yes two yeah. heisman candidates going at it head tail which so i thought that was a solid one but obviously the bigger the other one was alabama for me yep yeah no i would have to i would have to agree with you on that one i think i it it struck me as, I mean, we know Alabama's got that dog in them. And when they come to play, especially when the system is being operated by top tier talent, which we know they always have, but finally getting and believing in what they're able to do. Uh, and really, I mean, it's a testament to Jalen Milroe and his ability to like step up and take on the role of the Alabama quarterback that they need him to be. 
Um, you know, nothing flashy or spectacular. Uh, you know, he at least got in the end zone over uh, his opposite, opposition, Carson Beck. Uh, but I think, you know, you just got to distribute. You got to be able to play the ball around all these guys. Uh, you know, I seem like really they're dominated by Isaiah Bond and Jermaine Burton in this game. Um, and I believe that we do not have uh Marvin Harrison Jeff Sparkley he plays for um no that's what I was saying Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um sorry uh I was thinking about somebody else um yeah I mean I think it was it was this was a very telling game I mean you snap a 29 game win streak you do it on you know consistent scoring throughout the course of the game uh, I just felt like they came to play could have really gone anybody's way but at the end of the yeah. day uh, that's yeah. a, that's a, and the thing a about remember the SEC title game is played in Atlanta Georgia you know, so it's yeah. only about a 30 minute drive from Athens or something like right. that. 40 minute drive. I mean, Alabama, Tuscaloosa is not that much that that farther, but it is. So yeah. Georgia, the Georgia was packed. But this this right. this title, this SEC title game, it's one of the best games in town yeah. uh, going across the country every single every single year. Um, Sherman, yeah. does it does it follow that we're going to see the champion from this SEC championship game for the many times that we've seen the champion of college football from the SEC championship game? I mean, the SEC has won like what seven out of the past nine or something like that. I yeah. I can't remember what it is. The SEC is just a powerhouse. That's what it because yeah. we had Bama and you had Georgia. This yeah. is you know what I mean. You had these top powerhouse schools just completely dominate. You know, it's it's the it's recruiting, and this is why I always say every year this is what Penn State's down downfall is. It's the recruiting. We don't get the same t- amount of talent as right. these SEC, right. as a Georgia as Alabama, as a Florida, or even sometimes in the past as as a USC uh, has gotten before, you know, we just don't recruit as well. We get these big brutish linebackers, which is great. Occasionally we have some talent, you know, like a Saquon Barkley, like a Micah Parsons once in a while. I get Parsons a linebacker, like I said, but we're not getting these stud, stud wide receivers, you know, look who's come out of Alabama, Alabama, Julio Jones, you know, you have great quarterbacks like Tua, Tiger Loyola, Amari Cooper, Jalen Hurts, Amari Cooper, another Dante receiver. Hightower. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have that consistency as like Alabama or Georgia has. Look at Georgia. Didn't Georgia have like five guys in the, in the first round last year? Right. Something like, something yeah. like that. It's like their you know entire I mean? defense is playing for the Eagles right now. Like it's, it's pretty <laughs> silly. You know? Um, but yeah, I just saw it. I, I might just think that, yeah, I mean, if I. I don't know, looking at the top four teams, we can get into it right now in the college football playoff. Obviously, you had Michigan at one going up since Georgia lost. Washington is number two. Texas is three. Alabama's four. And we, you and I talked about this last week. We thought that even if Georgia lost, they would still be in, given that they won 29 straight games. They are the back-to-back defending national right. champions. Right. Just losing, simply losing the SEC title game, not in your regular season, shouldn't count you out. But nonetheless, it did, and it has to do with Texas beating Alabama and Texas Texas winning the pack, the Big Twelve. That's what held Georgia out. I think what held Georgia out is that Texas is one of Forbes' top most profitable teams, and them being on TV is good money because it is a farce to think that this time mm-hmm. the team that's won almost thirty games in a row mm-hmm. slips up in a three point loss. And they're worse than those guys. That's a lie. The lie detector determined that's a lie. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, this is who they wanted, and the first person to lose mm-hmm. clearly was going to take a stumble. But 
you can't you they lost one game by three points against a surging team are you telling me that means that they're out of the top and four texas well remember texas only lost one game by four points to oklahoma who's not ranked 12th okay so but, Oklahoma lost to so I uh, excuse me Texas lost to nobody. What you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> they lost to nobody and they get to be in. But uh, the you know odds Texas. on winner loses to you know a team that in the past would be considered the pedigree to go on and win this entire thing. Mm. It just it don't it don't add up. I, I think yeah, it's hard to make this eyeball test of you know eyeballs you know, of who is actually better you know and everyone's in an uproar because florida state they went undefeated winning the acc and should they got that. left out yeah should be that. But then, so so are you so who are you putting in florida state over texas or georgia over texas i don't think alabama should be in i think alabama should have jumped you t- alabama just jumped five spots from last week six spots four, or something four spots there were eight i think they were eight were there, there? Four uh spots. yeah there were eight last week so they jumped so, four spots though so they jumped over georgia they jumped over they should they should absolutely should not florida have jumped state. over georgia that is just florida ridiculous. state went down yeah like florida state undefeated season they went down it don't add up they i saw, get at it the end of the day, they decided I, what they I, want the system is flawed and i've said this on i said this on social media on, on twitter our account. there is no system there's no system it, it's just people it's basically people in a sitting in a room looking mm-hmm. at each other say who do you think is better who do you think is better who do you think is better oh i think and this right i think that the, the dominant voices system. win the right. dominant voices won unlike with the nfl where you know i i, I said it on there you right you met a few weeks back about yeah. the nfl that i don't think division winners should automatically get it because it's a different it's different with nfl and college and let me just say this for one second because Look at look at two teams in the NFL, right? You have the Philadelphia Eagles who are 10 and 2. You have something like the Carolina Panthers are 1 and 11 or 1 and 12, whatever the case is. You know Carolina is terrible. You know Philadelphia is great. If their records were reversed, you wouldn't say, oh, Carolina is okay, which the record the record doesn't matter. And you would, but you would definitely say, you know, say Philadelphia is trash. You would say Carolina is great and Philadelphia is trash if the records were reversed, right? Because right. you know everyone's on an even scale. But in college, you're not. Because as I guarantee you, if a school like Tulane went undefeated, no one would be talking about putting them in the top four teams. If a team like Bowling Green went undefeated, no one would be talking about putting them as the top four college football playoff spot or a school like Rice. So it, it, it's hard to say who is physically better. Now, I'm not saying that they wouldn't get blown out. Look what happened to TCU last year, the national championship game, being right. blown up a damn near 60 points. So I get it. However, they invented this college football playoff. Excuse me. To attempt to make it fair. And I use the word attempt because they did attempt. not. They, they so did not it, see. Yeah. Right. So in essence, by doing this only at top four teams, you're telling schools like an SMU who won 11 and two and actually won their conference. Let's just say they won 13 and no, they wouldn't even been close to the top four. So why did they, why did they even play their season? They don't, ha- they didn't have a chance at getting in the top four teams. Right. Yeah. Um, like a Mountain West school is never going to get in. You know what I mean? I and mean, people, I think we understand that. I think we, we, we but then it's not fair, that, but then it's not fair for everyone. They, so people can complain about Florida State. Oh, it's not fair. They won their conference. What about another school in the Mountain West or, or American conference where they go undefeated to win their conference? So it's the same concept. I get it. Florida State was a high really ranked team. I understand the frustration. I'm agreeing the system is flawed. Okay. I'm agreeing with that. However, 
you have to be able to, at the current moment, we, this is, we live in the moment right now. At the current time, we only have four spots and you have to say the SEC is always a strong, has been the strongest conference in the, in the land for some time. So the winner of that with a one loss Alabama or a one loss Georgia deserves to be in this college football playoff. That's just the end of it. And there's no, there's something else to do, but I'm not saying it's a perfect world, but I don't know. There's what else can we do? Because if you put Florida State, you put Florida State in over Bama. You tell me Bama wouldn't 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 dominate in the college football playoff. You wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like it's as it's the SEC. It's mm-hmm. simply it's the SEC. You know, and I mean, I I can appreciate that, right? But, I can understand where where you know, and and it is a compelling argument that a hundred percent is a compelling argument to be made on behalf of why they made the decision that they made and how long-term that would affect the game. Let me, let me ask you this. If Georgia beats Bama in that game, who's the number four team? It's because Georgia's one, Michigan's two, Washington's three. Are you keeping Florida state at four? Does Texas still leave? Florida state. I'm keeping Florida state. They, I, to say what are the other teams are going to do? I don't know what Florida state's going to do. Texas leaped Florida state. And they both won their conference game. So why would it change just because Georgia, if if Georgia had won, why would that change? I never had Texas in my top four going into this weekend based on mm. the logic that I said last weekend. Okay, They made a decision that they felt like Texas was the one they wanted in there. And I told you it's because Texas brings in a lot of money because they're Forbes top team. That's all this boils down to. Yeah. They looked at, well, it'll be a good showing. And if it isn't a good showing and Texas comes out here and gets waxed Mm. by one of these teams, what do we say then? Right. Cause if they get, they get torn down, Florida's rather rather had photo state go in there and see if this team is for real because they went undefeated. Okay. Their record wasn't that great. Clemson had a terrible record and they went to the college football playoffs, uh, whatever uh, Mm. Trevor Lawrence's last year playing no name teams. Sorry. The, the, uh, video started on the stat sheet no you're good. Um, but yeah I, I it's it's they made their decision the system is flawed because there is no system these guys made a decision and in the end we're like well if people are going to hate us we're at least going to make money and have it be successful so they put taxes in there yeah i i guess you know it's it's hard to say what would have happened if georgia did win the sec game against alabama i don't know um it's all speculation right now yeah uh i'm looking forward to seeing michigan versus alabama in the first round uh that's that's and if any of the michigan that's that's what they wanted they were like okay you know what this whole michigan coming back winning without him all of the they somebody want to see michigan taken out that's really all we're seeing and like i said michigan has to keep winning so that they never get asked out are they going to beat Alabama? We're going to see. Mm-hmm. And then Washington will will play Texas. Like you, may, you basically basically make it Alabama's W is all you just did. You just opened the door for Alabama to take the Nick home. Saban getting another championship. Yeah, like him to the, yeah, he's going to be the going on as the greatest college of all time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, he, if he's not already college football, he's about to be making all the new. Uh, he's going to make a whole bunch of new Aflac commercials with uh, Coach Prime. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> facts right um really quickly before we go down to the nfl caleb williams star quarterback at usc will not play in their bowl game i don't know if you saw that um 
I'm not mad about it that he's not going to be playing in this direct TV holiday bowl, <laughs> you know, which means nothing. However, why didn't he play? Why did he play last week? Why did he play the week before? If you're not going to play in this game, there was no point in playing the past two, three, you know, ever since they had their, what, their second or third loss of the year and they were pretty much out. I mean. What was the point of even playing? That's how I look at it. Like it is what it is. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play. But if you didn't want to play before, if you didn't want to play, if you don't want to play now, why did why did you play before? You know what I mean? I just, I, I just, it's still a game. If I, put, if I put myself in his shoes, I'm just, it's just NFL prep. I meant why why sit on the sideline and not get the reps and not have the live reps because you're about to not have live reps for a good long time mm-hmm. waiting up you know what I mean so like get these reps in now remember because the next time you throw you're going to be throwing for scouts so you know what yeah, I mean pro uh, day it, combine but, right like that. so he's yeah, he's, he's now he's, in draft prep so like I don't I mean honestly, yeah it's yeah. he hasn't declared yet obviously because he's a junior you know he but he hasn't yeah. declared yet um yeah. we'll I mean it's most likely he will he's probably going to be the number one overall pick going to well not Chicago. going to Carolina you know Chicago because they own Carolina's pick right 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 do they pick him and you know, move on if, if Chicago doesn't try to move I mean, I think Chicago moves. I think uh, they do. Justin Fields. I'm sorry. I don't know what people saw in Justin Fields, but it's not there. And like, so you think? Oh, you think, you think they move? They move Fields, get draft Absolutely. capital, and, dra- and then draft cap. That would be interesting. Move Fields, pick up yeah. a couple couple yeah. picks, and keep that number one overall pick, and then you just yeah. load up in this 2020 in the 2024 draft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Caleb, he had a. And not as good, obviously not as good as the last year's season. He won the Heisman last year, throwing for 4,500 yards, 42 touchdowns, and five interceptions. This year, only 3,600 and change, 30 touchdowns, and again, five interceptions, which is still good, which is still solid numbers, you know, but didn't have the year, you know, hasn't won a conference title, hasn't been to the playoffs. So a little bit of a disappointing for career for a high-profile quarterback in college football. But uh, he is still projected to be that number one overall pick, so – like you said, no bad. It's probably going to be Chicago good and Carolina's pick, being that they're the worst team. And will they pick him at number one and move on from Justin Fields? We'll see what happens there. Let's get into our quick NFL 13, week 13 recap, Obed. Starting with last Thursday night uh, on football, uh, well, Thursday night football, Dallas. We got a good one. We got a good one. Dude, back and forth, Dallas and Seattle. Dallas Cowboys came up with that victory, 41 to 35. I was quite shocked that Seattle kept up with Dallas and scoring in this, you know, because Dak Prescott has been on fire the past month, month and change. And I said yeah. it last week, I think he's an MVP candidate if he play if he continues to play in that final month that he played this last month. Right. Um he heard you. He heard you. Dude, another three touchdown passing game for him, going thrown for 299. Like I said, three scores. Uh, but I was shocked that Seattle was able to keep up. You know, this is a one-score game at the end of it, you know? Uh, I mean, that's a testament to these players having a game plan that officially attacks the guy who makes the big plays. And I found that, and I'm talking in a, uh, what's a gentleman's last name? Bland, Bland, Duran Bland. Um, mm-hmm. They they Yo, said... But he got, he got lit up, though, in this game. He got... He did, like, he did. Well, I mean, I just so before then, I'm pretty sure he had two touchdowns scored against him, and I think it is a concerted effort by uh, Shane Waldron, who's the OC for uh, the Seahawks, uh, and the offense. They lost some skill set players to continue to attack the guy who probably would hurt you the most by intercepting a pass. 
being the free roaming guy. So they never, I like that they didn't allow that to happen. And I think it took some steam out of the, out of the uh, Dallas defense. You know, I think it kind of held them a little hamstrung, but the offense clearly came out. And if there's something to be said, this Dallas offense has put points on the board through the last, I mean, most of Dak's tenure, uh, you know, I think at one point they were the highest scoring offense uh, in the last uh, Callan Moore year before he, uh, he left for uh, the LA chargers. And I just think that they're mm. trying to continue that now. The running game is still not there. I don't care that no. Tony Pollard got in the end zone. He's not. He just doesn't look like it. But this a quiet this game is, from CeeDee Lamb. I was kind of surprised. This is why the people were uh, speculating that the Cowboys might try to tra- trade for Derrick Henry before the deadline earlier this year. Thought it would have um, been a good idea for them, honestly. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb. He's, been, he's not, balling. Not a quiet day from CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, Excuse I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking? 12 yeah. for 116 in a score? Woo. Yeah. Not a quiet he, day for CD. He's Lane, been performing me. like a top five receiver the past past month and a half for sure. Sherman, uh, Jake Ferguson, number two receiver on this team. I thought it would have been Brandon Cooks, but it's it's clearly not. Yeah. Dak has yeah. always loved his tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a solid, solid win for the Cowboys. However, yeah. are we considering them a top five team in the NFL or are they more just a kind of a product of their schedule? Because all of their wins, well, majority of their wins have been come against pedestrian teams. If you say, if you say, to say the least, you had two wins against the giants who were terrible. You had a win against the jets. Terrible. Uh, you Patriots, terrible, terrible team. You know, the Panthers, come on, the commanders, you're you're only uh you're and your losses you had a bad loss against Arizona but everyone has a bad loss every year you know what I mean it happens the Eagles right. lost to the Jets whatever it's one you right. know last right. year the Colts beat the Chiefs it is what right. it is but you lost to a superior team in the 49ers and you lost to a superior team in the Philadelphia Eagles uh they should have won that game if you they, you they, can't, they yes, you they can't tell won. me Shoemaker scored a touchdown I don't know what there's a little bit a lot of cheating going on it's a lot <laughs> there was a lot of cheating in the game yeah last night and also in the uh what's it called the, sorry in the uh the Sunday night game was a whole lot of cheating to keep them Green Bay Packers in the W. Call. Oh, the Packers, yeah, Packers game, yeah, yeah. But um, I, Dallas really hasn't shown me much as far as competing against the elite teams. Now, they're I disagree. They're, I think they played great against Philly, and they just did win the game on terrible. And they got and they got waxed against San Francisco. Okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? Uh, Which yeah, is listen, fair. You know I mean? They had to, maybe they needed to get their butt kicked a couple times to figure out what they were doing uh and to get well, on the show. They got they got a, they got a chance to make up for it because this week they got they got Philadelphia at home with Sunday night football. Then they got they're at Buffalo, then they're, then at, they're Miami. at Miami, then the they're home, at home against the Lions. Yeah. So this next few weeks is gonna, gonna find this, out. Next four weeks are really gonna tell us what the Dallas Cowboys are only made of. Um speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles and <laughs> they just got rocked by San Francisco in Philadelphia, mind you, uh, 42 to 19. This was just embarrassing. My man this, only missed eight passes. This shows you that if the 49ers actually had a quarterback who could physically throw the football in that NFC championship game, it's fair to say the Niners prop may, may have won that game. They, they were going to win that game. They had a game plan to attack this secondary to attack the edges and you know you're watching Debo Samuel take crossers up the middle 
right to the end zone. You're watching big Literally. plays from George Kittle. You're watching uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk just running circles around these guys, you know, and it's not that Debo had a great game to be, to be clear, mm-hmm. you know, on mm-hmm. that many touches to have that many, that's just ridiculous. He caught four passes on four targets and he had, I think he should have, he should have had more targets, but you know, whatever. So Do you, did he need more targets? He didn't really. Need again, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. It's like, the see the San Francisco 49ers are going to go to your house and they're going to show you how they do business. They're going to pick you apart with a zone passing scheme where you're so focused on what they're going to do behind the line of scrimmage that you're letting guys roam freely. And then when they're done and they've got their 20 plus points on the board, they're going to start running it down your throat and you're going to have problems stopping them or keeping up. And to the Eagles credit, I mean, it's just hard to come back when Jalen Hurts is clearly hampered, clearly injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to bring Marcus Mariota in a little bit. He finished the game, though. He did fin- he finish his game. But, you know, if he's not at 100 percent, I wonder how much he's that's inhibiting his ability to be, you know, as good as he is. Yeah. You know, but and this is where I see that when the Sam when people were were concerned and maybe had concerns about the Niners when they lost those three straight game. I said, just relax. It's okay. I mean, they had numerous injuries to their star players. It's going to happen. Like I said before, if you take away Jalen Hurts or AJ Brown and, you know, in traffic, you know, Jason Kelsey, they're going to lose some games too. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it it happens. So it's not the end of the world. This is what the San Francisco 49ers the most complete team and one of the best coach teams in the NFL. And they showed you exactly why they, this was just a dominant, dominant performance uh, by the San Francisco 49ers and really flexing their muscles and showing that they are the best team in football, in my opinion, um, despite still being one game back behind Philadelphia, San Francisco is the best team. They, they may or may not get the one seed, but I don't even think it matters. Uh, so, but what uh, the Phil with Philly, I don't know what they need to be able to beat San Francisco. Philadelphia has been winning games, but they haven't looked impressive in, in a lot of their wins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. Now they, I believe they did. Did they just sign Sha- Shaq Leonard? They did yeah. just sign Shaq Leonard. Okay, but San Francisco just signed uh, uh, Logan Ryan to mm-hmm. play safety for them. Oh. So him roaming around, a guy very much known for picking things off. He's already got two Super Bowl rings. Mm. guys 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 a baller guys a baller mm. so yeah you know philly has been winning like i said they've been winning games but winning games by small they beat buffalo only by three they beat the chiefs only by four the cowboys beat only by five the commanders by seven uh some would call that resiliency but you know commanders others... of other time the commanders we only beat the commanders by three you know right. what i mean the patriots yeah. really we only beat them by five yeah meanwhile san francisco goes into philadelphia and destroys them yeah you know what i mean yeah. winning by over more than 20 points so this Did is you why i say- see the hit that deandre swift took across oh, the middle woo. yo he got lit up you he got the, stuck the bro. eagles the eagles been talking too much the eagles been talking too much and i think and this uh, is the, the, Niners, the Niners, they showed up in all black for a funeral? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Debo did have on black Air Force Ones, so it was oh, it, it was over black it, Air Force One cleats. He, he was that's like, it. yeah, that's yeah. It. he did. He, you know how he was going to handle his business. He, but he, I he woke up and chose violence that morning. He would 100 <laughs> and clearly delivered. Clearly delivered. Yo. So, 
you know, and uh, but, but again, this is what happens to the Eagles. They retool. They did this last year. They brought in a bunch of meat on the defense to see if they can make some changes. You know, I still see them as a team that's going to compete uh, down the stretch, but they're going to have to earn it because, you know, clearly defensively, it's not there. If you're going to get into games like this, that is a bad tape. That is a bad late end of season tape to put out there. Um, so mm-hmm. they're going to have to find a way to put it together. Yep. Uh, another team who's going to have to find something to put together is the Kansas City Chiefs losing in I mean, talking a Sunday night matchup against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. You had texted me, I think, during the game, like, you know, the Chiefs, what is it? They're kind of inconsistent. I think I texted you back the other day. It can be so dominant and explosive one minute and then just so you know lackluster right. in the next minute. Right. I think it still has to do with the, their, their receiving core. You know, Travis Kelsey pretty much their only number is their only target, you know, four for 81. I don't know what 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 else what's the issue with the Kansas City Chiefs? Why they can't, you know, be so much so consistent and dominant like they want used to used to before. They're they're trying to they're really trying to do some New England stuff. They're really trying to play it really tight, go into every game, run the ball very hard. The quarterback is doing nothing. This is as a person who has drafted Patrick Mahomes in a lot of places, pissing mm-hmm. me off. You're not getting a competitive advantage by not showing us that Rasheed Rice is the next coming for you and that you can throw to him nine times. He'll catch eight of them and have 64 yards and almost a touchdown, Mm. right? That Travis Kelsey is hurting. Yes, you can throw him the ball five times and he'll get 81 yards, but he clearly doesn't look good out there and you're pulling him off the field too often. These guys are trying to play real cute. If you're going to bring Richie James in, just start throwing to him. You don't, you can't waste plays on Marquez Valdez scantling anymore. They, the revenge game narrative is something that every team deals with when they have players from an opposing side, it comes up. Do you, do you focus on that guy? Do you give him a chance to go get back at his own team? If they did that, they would have lost by more points because Marquez Valdez scantling is not a good wide receiver. Um, yeah, they're struggling to have any good wide receiver on this team right now. You know, they, they, they have they, they leave the drops, you know, they would they could have Rasheed Rice out here 150 yards and two touchdowns every game if they wanted to every game if they wanted to. They just you think, keep, he, you think he's that nice. He's that nice that he went out there and had his long of 13 yards. Do you know what happened after he got the first down? He immediately went to the sideline and they put the jacket on him and he was out for the next couple plays. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Hey, yo, hey, yo, Andy Reid, stop it because you can't keep doing this. You you lost the NFC games. Okay, cool. We're not going to get on you. These are all AFC games coming up, Andy Reid. Stop. I, you're, not, you're not doing yourself any favors by hiding what your abilities are, thinking that's going to help you down the line. You need, to, you need to generate offense. It is inexcusable for Patrick Mahomes to have 210 yards on Sunday night in Lambeau. Yeah, and they, but they do have a favorable schedule the remaining part of the year. So I will say that, but nonetheless, yes, I don't quite understand why. Are they just not unleashing Patrick Mahomes like they once were before? Because, be, well, is it because they don't believe in their receiving core? You can't just, you know what I mean? Is is if you think Rasheed Rice is that guy? Look, he had he had nine targets, eight catches for sixty four yards. But Travis Kelsey, who was the, probably the best tight end in football, only has five targets. So why are you not targeting your number one weapon anymore? You gotta watch the way he moves. He's injured. He's injured. He's been playing on a bad knee. They're trying to like mitigate that, but somebody got to be able to catch the load. They're bringing in Clyde Edwards Elair. Isaiah Pacheco got bent backwards this past game, and Mm -hmm. obviously the angriest running person in the world. But you are forcing extra wear and tear. Like that, the amount of carries they've given Isaiah Pacheco 
and McKinnon's not 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 a hundred percent right now. It's it's concerning. It's very concerning that you might just need to go in the playbook and do whatever is in the playbook and and focus on those players who are going to bring it home for you. Rasheed Rice need to have 100 yards a game. It's just mm. going to have to be. I'm mm. sorry, but they're not going to now this. They have a favorable schedule the rest of the way. But again, when it's favorable conditions at the Raiders, you blow up for 31. When it's favorable conditions at the Jets, at the Vikings, you blow up for 27. Mm. It's favorable conditions against the Bears, you go up for 41. Like, just score your 30 points. Yeah. Stop, stop, non- stop the nonsense. The Bills See, are coming you, off a bye. Especially the Bills are going to be rested. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Let's get into you, right? You, Matt, bit quickly before we get into our week 14 picks. Uh, I have one for you, which I think I think it's going to be a fairly easy answer. You tell me. Uh, you write you mad, Obed. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is a legitimate MVP candidate despite not being a top five quarterback in the NFL. Sherman, I'm going to say you mad. Mm. And I'm going to say you're mad because I'm still, I'm still on the Josh Allen train. If not Josh Allen, then we probably have to start talking about Tyreek Hill seriously mm-hmm. if Tyreek Hill breaks 2,000 yards what it seems like he's going to do mm-hmm. I can't I can't talk about the kid who plays with all the studs at every position in every part of the field when he leaves the field like potential hall of famers come on on defense when the defense leaves he's out there with Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle and it's it's just too much for me to say that it's Brock it's it's just it's just too much I need so you're saying he can't be an MVP because he has too many good people around him. He's not the most valuable player on the team because we've seen that position be played by guys of lesser ability and them still have the same success. Okay. The system needs a competent guy every time. Now, how consistent that competent guy is, is the other thing. And thankfully he's very consistent, but it is still a, a Lamborghini that you just got to make sure you don't burn the clutch out. That's mm. all that is. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, t- when you look at a six and six bills, where are the bills without Josh Allen being, oh, super- yeah, Thanks. then, and, and you look at Tua. And- these are moon balls. Tua is throwing prayers, knowing that he's throwing to the fastest guy out there. Who was not even aiming. He's just throwing it <laughs> he's up. He's not even looking then, at it. He's just like, all right, and then, Tyreek yeah, will get it. Don't worry about right. it. Right. And then Tyreek Tyre is looking up and readjusting to the ball and catching it and still taking it for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 it's yeah. It's not even a question for me. I don't. I. I. I, I so now again, like I said, he. I don't think Purdy is a top five quarterback in the league, yeah. but I do think that, that his ability to control games and look. And again, look what he did uh, in last week's matchup and against Philadelphia. He played a very, very good, good, good game. Like you said, he only the game. only you what eight incompletions you said earlier, right? The, the guy he's so, next to is controlling the game more than him. If we're going to talk about another guy to talk about MVP, it's Christian McCaffrey before I will ever start thinking about Brock Purdy. That he could, now, that Brock Purdy can I, hand off to that guy. And remember, it's, I didn't say he's one of the best players. I just think no, he's an MVP no. candidate. So remember, I, it's not, it's not MOP, not most outstanding player. It's the most valuable player. But I get it where you think there are better players on his squad. Cause there are Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. I'll agree with Christian you. McCaffrey goes I'm down. I'm just saying the reality of the situation where the NFL is going to make him an MVP candidate. I am not saying he deserves to win the award. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's a legitimate candidate. And the, the oh, even the conversation, the conversation is on us. 
to have the voices out there. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the boomer old guys are going to say that their young white quarterback is who they want. <laughs> they 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 screwed up Ken Walker's offensive rookie of the year because they just had to put Brock Purdy on the ballot for having played like eight games, nine games. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. You split the votes and he lost it to uh, to Garrett Wilson, who absolutely did not deserve it. Stop mm. it. Stop it. By comparison. Mm. Uh, 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 Kenneth Walker was averaging 100 yards from scrimmage every single game. You're telling me if he had started, he has 1,700 yards from scrimmage mm. all year long? I'm like, get out of here. Who do you, who, who's your who's your MVP candidates right now? Give me, just give me three. You don't even have to give me five. Give me three. Oh, um, uh, Josh Allen, mm. uh, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Okay. Um, you know, just because of the record, they're going to put Mahomes up there. They're not gonna have it be an MVP conversation without Mahomes, but I don't think he deserves it either. You think Hurts you think Hurts will be in there at the end of the year? I think he might, depending on how the rest of the year goes, for gutting out this injury and not talking about it and playing through all the stuff. And you know, I think again, and he's just played well for two years that people have been talking absolute crap about him that he should have some MVP votes, you mm-hmm. know? So I'd expect him to be up there. Right, but I right. just, I just, yeah, this is, we're in a very, it's an amazing year where we have some of the top talent actually showing out in and out. And like, I can't do that for Purdy's not, Purdy's time is not now. If Purdy blows out and wins a Super Bowl, we're going to talk about it next year because he's going to be hyped to go do it again. But nah, he not with that roster, not with these other guys with doing what they're doing. But yeah. Sherman, for you, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You write, you mad. The Chiefs can't afford another loss. Um, Given the current state of the AFC, I will say you mad because we all know the Chiefs are going to win that division. Okay. The only teams in front of them right now are Baltimore and Miami, I believe. With yes. their only Miami's in the front seat. Right, but nine and three, and Baltimore's nine and three themselves. Um, even if they lose another game, they'd be eight and five. Let's say, you know, let's say they finish the season 12 and five. Solid, solid record. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Um, they'll be no lower than the three seed, as we can see with Jackson. Even if you know, Jacksonville is tied to the same record, but now they just lost Trevor Lawrence, so they're going to go down the drain. You know, yeah. so they're going to be right there with Miami and Baltimore. So they're going to be no lower than the three seed. That's why I say that. So it's not that if I say they lose this weekend against Buffalo yeah. or they stumble later against the Raiders or somebody like that. Right. I don't the think Ravens. it's the end. Of, yeah. The, or that, that there it is. They play the Bills. You know no, what I mean? Like, like, yeah. yeah. So, Ravens, but yeah. no, but yeah, the Bills. Yeah. They don't, they're, they're, their last five games Buffalo, New England, uh, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and Los Angeles Chargers. Two of those teams don't even have their their starting quarterback this year, right. okay? Right. Uh, and the other one, and one of those teams, and then another one of those teams is your New England Patriots, where just don't even know what their identity right now. So that's well, why they, I say New England Patriots haven't given up ten points in three games straight. Now I don't know if that's a testament to who they played because one of those teams was the Chargers. Yeah, that was um, terrible. That, right. that should have happened with with guys like Keenan Allen on that squad, yeah, and Elston Eckler. But right, we can get into uh, that another day. But I don't. I, I the only reason why I say you mad is because because of the, the current the AFC is not as clearly not as good as the NFC. Um, you have teams like the Steelers at seven five who are in the playoff picture. Uh, teams like the Colts or who are in the playoff picture right now. You know, 
Yeah. You know, Buffalo's been just a disappointment. But the, but the injuries given, we know what we know right. that that's the, uh, the affairs. So this is why I say there's only reason I say it's because of the other teams. That's why I say you you mad because they could easily still get in, be the three seed at, at, at twelve and five at worst. Right, and I'm I'm okay with them being the three seed, but I don't know if they can afford going on the road playing the way that they play. This is fair because Patrick you know. Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Right. And without your healthy number one guys, I think I think you want to take a week and rest up and come out, have a home game and be able to have the best scenario for you to keep moving on. Because like you said, they're inconsistent, they're struggling. The last thing you want to do is put these guys into a position where you basically have what happened again with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. These guys on the road, not having an answer, you know, and I'm I'm sure they'll play a lot differently. They won't play it as conservatively, but I don't think this team wants to be on the road to start a playoff. Kansas City has a, I believe, has a better shot though at getting the number one seed because of their schedules. We talked about. Look at Baltimore's schedule. Last the Rams, eh? Okay, they've been playing better. Stafford has been doing things yeah. real solid. You got yeah. the Jaguars where we talked about who will not, will probably won't have Trevor Lawrence. Right. The one test they have is San Francisco, and then they play Miami, and then they end the year against Pittsburgh. That should win. So, so they're I probably going to lose two games back to back. I can see them going three and two in, in that with that schedule, right? Yeah. Okay, so then they they end the year at twelve and five. You look at Miami, who's got Tennessee, the New York Jets, then they've got Dallas, Baltimore, we talked about, and then Buffalo. Well, let's say they they go. Let's say they go what three and two. They can lose. I can see them losing. Uh, at uh, in Dallas or at home, they have all oh, they have Dallas at home. Mm, yeah, anyway. they have they play three straight home games. Yeah, you're and right. They go play the Ravens. I don't see them losing those three straight three straight home games. But t- yeah, Tennessee and New York, they should easily win that. You know, let's just oh, you know. So, um, like if they go but, handle business at the Ravens game, which could be a light show. Honestly, they could mm-hmm. take it to the Ravens, and then the Bills. If the Bills are still got some fight in them. They could be playing for the AFC East title. So but I think Miami I think, can I think Miami can lose against Dallas and I think they can lose against Buffalo. It's fair. So they go three. So they go three and two. So Baltimore goes three and two. Miami goes three and two. And Kansas City, they may not lose again. Even if they do, they go four and one. And then guess what? You're tied. Your all three teams are tied at 12 and five. And then it goes down to tiebreakers. Right. Exactly. So that's why I say Kansas City scheduling wise. For the remainder of the year, it looks better for them. Yeah, but they so. just – but in order to have that all work in their flavor, they got to win out. Yep, yep. Uh, let's get into our Week 14 picks, Obey. Week 13 wasn't that great for either of us. I went 7-6, to six, we went 8-5. But nonetheless, let's start off Thursday Night Football. This is – honestly, I probably won't even watch this game, Obed. I'm sorry. You're, you're New England at Pittsburgh. I'm just going to say – actually, I was going to say Pittsburgh, but I forgot Kenny Pickett got hurt. He's probably going to be out. Uh, New England, do you know who's playing quarterback for the Patriots? Is it Billy Zappi? Is it – Probably Mac Billy Zappi, I think. Uh, is it Bill Belichick? I don't know. I think Mac Jones is injured. Well, they put uh, uh, Bill Belichick on the, the big animation. We yep. talking about. Couldn't <laughs> find one player, huh? It had Literally. to be Bill. Okay. Wow. It's terrible, terrible. But I'm going to go – I'm going to go with your Patriots. Yeah. Same. I mean, I just – I should have picked them last week and i would have lost but i should have picked them so i'm gonna pick them because it's another game where i think they might be able to do something but we'll see how that feels as we get closer to the weekend <laughs> okay um, right now i'm picking them tampa bay at atlanta uh i'm gonna go tampa bay 
I just you know you, you know it's interesting because somebody was saying that had uh baker played a little better um, mike evans would have had like 200 yards two touchdowns so mm-hmm. you know and again mike mike evans i should call him mike jones evans <laughs> doesn't care about these bamas and he will take care of his corners appropriately but i'm gonna go with atlanta i'm gonna go with atlanta i think them at home i think that yeah it sucks having ritter back I, out there but i saw me uh question the other online who is the best wide receiver taking the 2014 draft was it mike evans was it obj or was it Devonte adams it's mike evans evans will have, go down to having better numbers but I think the better receiver is actually Devontae Adams. It's just, yeah. If you had to I pick mean, a receiver to go to be on your team, to start on your squad out of those three, I think you're picking Devontae Adams you know, first instead of picking Doc Evans. His ability to play, physically play the position of wide receiver, and especially you know, 50-50 balls in the end zone you, uh, and the route running, I'll take, I'll take I'll take the route running from Mike Evans and 50-50 balls in the end zone from him too. He made his career on 50-50 end zones and, and uh, did it with, with did it with worse I'm, talent. I'm not saying talent. Mike Evans doesn't have a better career number wise. I'm just saying I think Devontae Adams yeah. plays the position of wide receiver better. That's I would all. agree. I would agree that that you're talking about you're talking about two different schools of of how they operate. And Mike Evans is in his own league, but that, yeah, I mean it's hard the. I love Devontae Adams. Tay Adams is literally one of the best tech te- technicians at the wide receiver position 100%. in the league. Um, I just, if you talk about that, that how many class and what people did with their careers from there, I said career wise, he's going to, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's going to, ha- he's going to have a better career with, but how many times have you have said, have we said Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football? Yeah. No, no. How many times Numerous have we said times. that? I believe said, it. How many times, how many times has anybody said that about Mike Evans? Exactly. <laughs> You're comparing yeah. it to his contemporaries. And I think he's, I think. He's legitimate. Don't get me wrong. I, I gotta like look at the numbers. Games. I got to look, I got to look at the numbers. But honestly, again, now, because that's like. It's not just the numbers. You have to look at your ability to play the position of what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. How much better does Mike Evans have to be to be able to play with some of the quarterbacks he's played with and did what he did to get to a thousand yards every year? You know fair, what I mean? Fair, like fair, fair, point, fair point. Like I said, it was about the class. So OBJ. Went and played with a Super Bowl winning quarterback and Eli did the best he could with it. It all fell apart. Tay got to go and play with Aaron Rodgers, who was winning MVPs at the time and just peppering him with work. Mm-hmm. Didn't win a Super Bowl. That's unfortunate. They should have at least one time. Um, Mike Evans went out there and did this with Jameis Winston and Josh McCallan and Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. And when he finally got a quarterback worth his ability to throw the ball and Tom Brady, he won a Super Bowl. And it's probably the reason he bounced back his career because Tom was like, yo, we got to get ready to play. You got to get in shape. I, I, I watched him. He was getting he was just becoming a dude that was just like, I hang out. I just come out and catch the ball. My hamstrings are trash. And Tom <laughs> showed him the way. And so like. I know I, yes, Devontae Adams is an amazing wide receiver, but from that class and for the, looking at their careers, I'm going to take Mike Evans. I'll live with that. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the picks. Uh, Detroit at Chicago. Going to pick Detroit. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. Easy here. Uh, Indianapolis at Cincinnati. Going to go with. Since he showed me something last night. Dude, I was going to say, I was going to pick Indianapolis, but Jake Browning 
Yeah. He had a game. He, yeah. he was a baller last night. He was now, out. He did. He did beat a team that was almost completely, utterly defeated emotionally. There, the air in that stadium was gone. Ooh, so, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm gonna I mean, te- almost... temper that, but he, at least he showed me he could be effective throwing for 300 yards in a game that was back and forth. That game was back and forth. So. Yeah. He, yeah. he Jake Brown did well. 32 of 37, 354 and a score. Wow. Yeah. And his first start of his career. It was something to show for. Uh, Jacksonville. Oh, I'm sorry. So we're both going Cincinnati, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Jacksonville at Cleveland. Gotta go Cleveland. Like I said, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. No, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they're gonna go Cleveland. CJ Beathard is not the is not the guy. Right. Carolina at New Orleans. Obviously, the Saints. Carolinas. We talked about them. Right. They're, they're right. just a terrible organization. Right. Yeah. Uh, Houston at the New York Jets. Gotta go. Houston. CJ Stroud is probably gonna be offensive rookie of the year. Even though Tank Dell's probably out for the season, they announced, I believe. Nico so like Collins Nico, and Nico Collins, Noah Brown. Noah Brown yeah. You know, they're doing some things there. The Jets are bad. Zach Wilson seems like he doesn't even want to play. He doesn't want to start because they've been blame him. Probably injury him, risk. Dude. But he's 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 worried about the risk risk of injury. Isn't that every week you're worried about being injured? But yet you don't now you don't want to start. I don't, he, nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. Yeah, he's just salty. You know, you know they I all threw me to the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going, I'm going Houston, right? Yeah, yeah. LA Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. Got to go Baltimore. Yeah, I think this game will be closer than we think. Some people may think, though. I see this one being like a 30 to 27 or 24 to 20 type of game. But I'll still, yeah, Baltimore, I'll still, I'll still pick Baltimore. Baltimore is a very hard place to play. I, I want to feel like it's going to be closer than that. But Baltimore is a very hard place to play. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you going to Ravens? Yeah, absolutely. Minnesota at Las Vegas. I almost wanted to go to the Raiders for a second, but I'm going to stick with Minnesota. Aiden, what is Aiden O'Connell going to do against a team that's coming off a bye and returning Justin Jefferson? It's Minnesota. Yep. Seattle at San Francisco, obviously, with the 49ers. I've talked about them enough. Best team in football. Right. Niners yeah. all the way. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. I really, really wanted to pick Buffalo in this one coming off of the bye. But Casey at home, a place Buffalo does not tend to win a lot. Uh, this is going to be another heartbreaker for Buffalo. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I thought I could give some credence to the idea that the Chiefs were going to, uh, excuse me, that the Bills were going to come out uh, off a bye, be rested, have a game plan, have watched Kansas City play a winning game, but Kansas City played a losing game. And so it's like, well, what exactly, uh, what exactly are we going to get? from the bills um they're gonna have to come out firing the chiefs are gonna have to come out firing because this is a desperation game for both of these teams so you know i if we finally see the the what the chiefs are and if you look at the game that they played against the raiders and they finally unleashed Rasheed rice and he had 100 yards and a touchdown um and they were moving the ball well then i have to give them this game but the bills don't want to start the, the off a bye with an l they don't because they they're going to need the momentum because they're going to play the Cowboys after this. So, you know, the, it's, it's a tough schedule for for Buffalo this on this yeah. stretch. But yeah, uh, I'm going to go Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah, I, just, I, I feel I like they I wish Buffalo would, could win this game, but I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. dude. It's going to be a tough one, yeah. uh, but we'll see how it goes. Denver at the Los Angeles Chargers. I feel like the Chargers should win this game, but I don't think they will. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I didn't have the Broncos last week. If I'd have picked all the teams that I was thinking about last week, I would have won like three <laughs> games. It would have been crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, gosh, the Chargers are going to charger. And I mean, I'm looking to bounce back 
They just don't have any weapons out there. And they just put a tape out there where New England showed you guys how to shut them down. Khalil it's Mack tough. is balling out. I think he leads the league in sacks. But yeah. offensively, I don't know what's happening. And But, yeah. you know. But they're, they've got out of bodies, and Quentin Johnson is not good. And, you know, if Josh Palmer was out there, maybe they could do something. But they're having to rely on Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, you know, Where's George Keenan Allen Marsh, Stark. He's out. Keenan Allen's out there, but there ain't nobody else out there with them. Jalen Guyton, nobody's afraid of Jalen Guyton. So yeah. Keenan's going to have to try to beat double coverage every week. So Denver. Philadelphia at Dallas, the big Sunday night matchup and the NFC East. I, I'm i going to pick Dallas because it's in Dallas. That's really the reason why I'm going to pick it, pick the, pick the Cowboys. I feel like Philadelphia is a better team but Dak Prescott has been playing lights out um Dallas defense is for real even though they gave up a lot of points last week against against Seattle they have a they have a they have a longer rest because they played last Thursday so now they're going into Sunday so we pretty much have like a like a like a half bye week to sit to sit, so to speak uh they're gonna be arrested for this one I'm gonna go with the Cowboys a bit it's interesting how much these two teams are trying to be like each other and then but they're not uh if you philly had uh excuse me if dallas had philly's run game they would be ridiculous because philly doesn't have dallas doesn't have a second wide receiver if philly had dallas's defense i mean maybe just the secondary the deep the philadelphia defensive line is probably the only thing keeping them in games but philadelphia team that gave up a bunch of points to san francisco 49ers i'm going dallas because it's in dallas philadelphia is banged up in a lot of places um we'll see if they are they have the mustard for it but it's going to be a dogfight and dallas probably should have won both these games you know or we'll see we'll see there you going going dallas right oh yeah uh we got two monday night matchups this week tennessee at miami first up i uh, gotta see gotta gotta go miami he talked about tyree kill earlier probably a possible mvp candidate at the end of the year like, probably why, why would anybody pick tennessee nobody in yeah. this neither you and i aren't picking tennessee Come yeah <laughs> and then green bay at the new york giants easy another one green bay you have to say joy yeah danny devito i mean tommy devito started for the giants again he said he earned they said he earned the spot but jordan love is not as bad as you once thought he was jordan love is not good you really think he's not good? I don't think he's good. I think I think you got people are being again giving too much credit to Shanahan system quarterbacks. He is a Shanahan system quarterback. And I don't I mean, he's throwing up prayers and because the system is set up for that person to be free in that zone or whatever what have you, it's working. Again, this guy did the same thing and had uh Ryan Tannehill doing the finger roll celebration when he was scoring rushing touchdowns. Wait till the rushing touchdowns start popping off and then people are really going to be like Jordan Love is this, Jordan Love is that. Jordan Love is a Shanahan system quarterback. I am not I'm it's a Fugazi. I'm not I'm not sold. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh well, that's going to do it for us this week here folks on What's the Word. Sammy, appreciate you joining in once again. Uh oh, bet any last words before we head out of here in this first week of December is about to be in the if you start doing your taxes now, hmm. you can submit them right after the beginning of the year. You can get your tax return before the end of January. Ooh. And if you're looking for any extra money that you might need coming out of a season where we're going to spend a lot of money, that might be a good idea for you. Well, stay with that clutch tax advice, ladies and gentlemen. Always, always getting there early, you know? Back on my grizzly. I'm a certified hustler. Hey, all day. You already know what it is. Uh, folks, don't don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. For my co-host, I'm your boy, Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.